brought to you by Hug House Productions. Please be advised the content of this podcast contains violence, murder, blood, smoking, alcohol, mentions of suicide, and driving sound effects. Please do avoid listening to this in a car. We also swear a whole lot, so there's that. Once we were sure the threat was neutralised, the path urged us to board the ship, and I didn't have time to ask Shinji any further questions. We left the Americas without looking back, its shores soaked in blood. That boat was built like a tank, and it moved at the same pace. It became clear that without us, those people would not have been able to escape on time. Sailors helped me find a room with a free bed to lay Elio on. We undressed him, dried him, and inspected his body. There were no wounds, no fractures, nothing, but he had clearly lost a lot of blood, and we had nothing to do a transfusion with, so we had no idea if you'd make it. The sailors went back to their post while you were unconscious, and I was about to check your temperature when suddenly you opened your eyes. What are you doing? I saw you jump back, but it was only for a split second, really. I remember I kneeled by your side and tried to take your pulse, like, what's going on? How are you feeling? Do you need anything? And you just grabbed my wrist and went what part of don't move got you confused exactly <laughs> hey I'm, I'm sorry i wasn't myself back there but thank you you saved me you saved me you and your little knife thing you got the priest he did I pointed at Shinji a couple steps behind me, and you seem really surprised to find someone else in the room. I saw you wince and painfully tried to sit upright, back against the wall. And I was a bit freaked out, I'm not gonna lie, I could see you breathing, but your skin was almost translucent. How'd you do it? Small gun to a big forehead. You shot a priest? Point blank. How'd you get so close? You ask a lot of questions. Your clothes are completely wet. Do you have something to change into? Check the backpack. There is a t-shirt and... You have no trousers. Well, should have stopped by the mall, I guess. I have a spare if you um, need. That'd be nice. Oh, wow. No bloodstain. They're not even ripped. That's fancy. Where do these come from? Japan. Hmm. You work with the path? No, no, um, refugee. Wait, from Japan? I know, right? Did you cross the states? And with no bloodstains? I remember you smiled like a kid and just revealed your wings, hand in your pocket like it was no big deal. And you guys were a terrible audience. I mean, you barely raised an eyebrow. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. It does? Death spirits, right? A yokai. How... how did you know? Oh, I've been here before. Here? I've kept some memories from past lives, and... Now you as well, I've seen before, but I just can't... Oh. Hello, Baron. I should have known you'd crawl your way back as well. My name is Talia. Well, good luck staying, Talia. Okay, 
Who are you? Can you not sense it? If we've never met before, the things you carry within certainly have. They can't speak to us. Not so far from home. But they're still here. And if you can't access that potential means you haven't dared to, you haven't tried. Why? Why? You with bullet scars and cadaver skin, but you can't fathom the risk? Okay, um, shall we get you something to eat? You still look really pale. If you can spare anything. I'm out of rations. We can share. Oh, uh, no. Please, don't worry about it. And he opened one of his bags, and it was full of sweets and protein bars and fresh fruits, and I was genuinely about to cry when he put an apple in my hands, because all I've had for the past two weeks at that time were like beef jerky and canned beans. Where did you get all this from? Well, uh, as it turns out, you can do pretty much whatever you want if you have wings in the U.S. The Emperor has a private guard of winged soldiers, call themselves uh, the Angels. Nobody bothers them. Nobody bothered me. All I had to do was keep my hood down, and folks would give me anything I asked for. My favorite thing was telling people I'd grant them a wish if they gave me their takeaway. Can we switch? Do you want blood powers? Do you ever feel like you don't black out enough? What happened to you? I'll tell you if you take me to the bridge. Just some air. You know that first time the breeze hits you in the open sea? Do you remember how it felt? Cold. Free. And it was so strangely quiet. It was just us, the waves, and whispers of conversation on the bridge. People were staring. But they still wouldn't approach. Can't blame them. Spirits are trouble. Yeah. Still, I felt safe that night. I think it took you guys a little longer, but something within me knew already that I was among friends. I definitely did not trust you guys. Same. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, it was still nice. We sat on the bridge and started talking. Shinji passed some of his food to the other passengers, and I learned about Talia, the Baron, and her bone control thing. Uh, Shinji- I can literally raise skeleton to serve me, and you call it bone control? You control bones, yes or no? It's necromancy. Why don't you explain how your masochistic powers work for a change? I didn't really know at the time, actually. I was- it was a linkstinct. If I got in danger, the shield will appear, and if I didn't have- sacrifice blood to use like on that first night it would drain my own and i think blacking out was a sort of failsafe i would always fall unconscious before the shield got me over the tipping point so yeah my powers literally had to knock me the fuck out because i had no idea what i was doing but uh, yeah what else did we talk about i asked you what your plans were when you got to europe and you said i don't know i have no idea what awaits me there i've never seen a witch before the english ones can be difficult I'll take difficult over genocidal. I'm just looking for a bed and a shelter, really. One I won't have to leave. That would be nice, wouldn't it? And you? Anything in mind? <laughs> yeah, I have... Um, well, I was given a year by the Baron to kill the old man in the sky, so... Oh, wow. Yeah. Otherwise, he'd take full possession of me, so that's on the schedule. Do you have a plan? Well, I know step three is murder. I just have to figure out what the other two are. I don't know. I... Thinking I'm supposed to get help from witches, but... Uh... It seems like a good start. Um, enemy of my enemy? 
Except they hate all of us. An act of the divine is punishable offence, so don't steal people's takeaway there. Noted. But my grandmother does have a contact at the destination. A man called Marcus, who she said would find me a place to live and hopefully some guidance. You think you'd have room for one more? Because I have something to settle with crusaders myself, and judging from tonight, she could use a shield. I wouldn't say no to a pair of wings either. I can't speak for killing a god, but if you can find me a place to sleep, I'll follow. Boys, I get the feeling we're going to do great things together. There's no way you said that. You know, okay, you know what? Never mind. Uh, The rest of the night was quite nice. We were safe, fed, and on our way to a better place. And Ooh, I forgot to ask you guys. What was your first impression? Of you? Everyone. Uh, Shinji, I don't really... If I'm going to be 100% honest, I wasn't feeling it. Oh, same. And you were, you were a lot. You know, you're tall, athletic. Uh, you didn't walk, you would advance. And, I mean, your hair feels like a crown on your head. It, it's all a bit intimidating. Hmm, good. And you were reckless. You had no notion of personal space, and I, I, I appreciate it now, but... You were very, um, are very physical person. Always with a hand on someone's shoulder or something. I was really uncomfortable with it. Okay, well, I was just going to call you shy, but wow. I mean, you literally have super strength. The only reason I can fly is because my bones are lighter, so... I didn't know that at the time. Yeah, well, I was worried you'd crush my ribs. Is that why you hate hugs? I hate hugs. I hate people touching me, it gives me so much anxiety. What'd you think of me, though? Okay, you know what? Can can I admit something? Goddess, please do. I thought you were really good looking, man, and uh, I'll leave it at that. No, 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 no. What was it? What was it? I want to know. I want to know the details. What's my selling points? You have really nice curly hair. I was going to say the same to you. The new braids look amazing. Aw, thank you. Yeah, I I don't know. From the outside, Elio, you're kind of scary. You have those scars on your arms, the tattoos, the scruff you pretend not to take care of. Okay. Yeah, I think you know exactly what you look like, and you're very careful what you present. You're like everything we'd expect a mercenary to be, but you're so measured, it's uh, it's calming. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see the point in agitation most of the time. But you, Shinji, I thought you were kind of creepy at first. <laughs> yeah. I was skinny, pale, with a buzz cut, and carried a gun. Nobody's surprised. No, there was something that definitely held my attention, and it's... I think it's the way you carry yourself. You know, you're unbound, and it's its very hard to explain. You, It's like your steps take you a bit further than they should, and for a split second you're flying, and it's magnetizing. I would advise you to watch out for that. You don't want to get caught. I... I'm not going to watch my every step, okay? That's a jail of its own. Fair enough. So we spent about seven days on that ship, which which should have been a much longer trip than that I think about it. No, the path had a wave walker. Oh. Wait, you didn't know? No, I mean, I stayed in my cabin pretty much the whole time. I still had to recover. I'm sorry, what's a wave walker? Honestly, I'm still not sure. The ocean is different. Its spirits are so ancient. They're almost a different species from the ones nowadays. And so a wave walker is a lot like us, but they're the bridge between humans and whatever is going on under the waves. Fergus, that's the guy for the path. He was Scottish. So funny. 
And um, yeah, he explained to me that wave walkers can command currents and winds. He mentioned shape shifting and incredible prowess in bed. I'm sorry. And, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was pulling my legs half the time, so I don't actually know what was true and what wasn't. Wait, did you? No, 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 no. The man had gills. He smelled like a lobster. <laughs> we, yeah, we don't, we don't judge. Um, since when? Hey. Uh, also, we could have used a sea wizard the night we embarked. They refuse to get too close to the shore. They don't trust land lovers. I can't blame him. He's also the reason I could replace my dagger. Really? Yeah. Losing it had me down for a while. It was the one thing my grandmother gave me, and holding it felt safe. Every new trick I learned was like a secret she whispered to me. And if an inquisitor could take me down like that, what chance did I have against the emperor? So it was long nights for me. I would never have guessed. Me neither. You were like a ray of sunshine on that ship, always half walking, half dancing. You had jokes, you had banter, you were you were on a cruise, honestly. Sam Flair. And you were a machine. You helped out with the crew, the food, the kids. I, I didn't do any of that. That's how we do it back home. When the going gets tough, we get going. Until one night, halfway through the trip, I got out of bed, went to the bridge, hoping I could talk to Fergus, and sure enough, I leaned on the railings and he emerged from the water, floating on his back. He asked me what was going on, and I told him about the dagger. He said, why didn't you ask me? And I went, ask about what? He just stared at me for a second, and... You know that kind of look you give to cute but very simple creatures? Just say a dog. Dogs can be smart. Oh, a baby then. Babies aren't cute. Yeah, actually. Are you done? Sorry, yeah, Sorry. he looked at you and... He said, the dead are many beneath the tides. And he disappeared, way down below. He came back and he had in his hand the biggest femur I've ever seen. A proper spear. He threw it at me with a wink and... He had tied some algae on it, around it, so it's kind of like a gift wrap. It was... Cute. Dumb. I didn't even have to catch it. It stopped in the air and it came floating into my hands. Fergus whistled in delight, pretending to be impressed. He said, I'll just give you two some privacy, and just went about his night, doing God knows what in the pitch black sea. Oh, and I remember the next day, I came out I came out to the bridge in, in the morning, and you were already there, knife in hand, carving a fucking human bone. And I just asked you, um, where did you find that? I, um, packed a replacement. Oh, wow, really? Mm-hmm. How does it fit in your bag? I mean, hey, do you mind if I just carry on with my thing? Oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt it. Oh, did you? Okay, so why didn't you tell me that day? <sighs> I just, I didn't want to make a thing out of it. I would have had to explain Fergus, the bone, my mood, and it was just... For the first time in weeks, my mind was there, in that moment, not back home worrying about my grandmother being alone, or already in Europe wondering how I'm supposed to get help there. It was just me and my sore hands after hours of carving. I felt present. And you just barged in, trying to set up a whole interview. Of course I wasn't going to say anything. Fair enough. Anything else we should know? Nope, that's it. Do you remember when we finally reached Europe? Yeah, it happened way too quickly. Less than a week and boom, shore on the horizon. I was the first to see it, but I didn't tell anyone the whole day. Well, I I didn't want to be a fugitive again. (laughs) 
Also, pebble beaches are the saddest thing I've ever seen. It's so bad. But that night, when they dropped the anchor far away from the beach and everyone was at the railings, eager to see what would be a welcome, no one was waiting for us. And for a moment, there was a strange lull among the sailors and the path, and something was wrong. I don't like this. Me neither. I looked around the bridge and saw an agent of the path repeatedly sending code through walkie-talkie. Nobody was answering him. I could see the sailors getting agitated, fidgeting, glancing at each other too often, looking for reassurance, for someone to take charge. We should go. That's a bit sudden. What do you mean? Out of the boat. Go. I can't. I have to wait for my contact. I don't think anyone's coming. The path brought us all the way here. They wouldn't abandon us. Yeah, but is it like them to be five minutes late? Do you think the scouts are on coffee break or something? Fuck. Yeah. He might be right. I turn to Shinji and ask, Can you take us to the beach? I don't think we can borrow a lifeboat. No, uh, too heavy. Okay, okay, okay. That's fine. Um, Talia, can you swim? I'm from an island. Right. How fast can you teach me? Oh. You're joking. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to build a pool center next to my farm. That's a lot of sass of someone who's about to drown. Get a life jacket. I can drag him to the beach if he floats. That could work. Well, that's our best bet. There's one under my bed, but we need to go now. I have some rope in my backpack. I deployed my wings and dived into our quarters to get our bags. We strapped you up, and thankfully nobody asked us anything or really cared about what we were doing. They were still desperately trying to reach their UK contact. Nothing else they could do with that transport or fuel. We got to the railing, and I looked down at the slithering void I was about to jump into, and... Ready? I... Yeah, you're ready. And she fucking pushed me. The way you screamed is still up there in my top ten memories. Well, it's a pretty sad life if this is a highlight. Are you still mad? It was freezing. The last thing I needed was a cold. That's not how you catch a cold. And you were so panicked. You started yelling in Spanish, just whacking the water all around. You almost pulled the rope out of my hands. See? Fear is the real enemy here. No, I'm gonna be if you keep talking. I even jumped right by your side and grabbed you to tell you everything was going to be okay. Just lay back like a plank and let Shinji pull you. It took a minute. I jumped over the balcony and flew towards the shore before landing on the sand. Pebbles? Yeah, fucking pebbles. My bad. I looked back at the bridge and saw that barely anyone watched us leave. They seemed relieved more than anything else. Well, I did not notice. I was busy dragging myself out of the water and... Vomiting, said water. I was feeling a lot better, personally. Keeping it moving felt like the right thing to do, after all. I didn't like my fate being in the hands of someone else. And it was a beautiful night. The sky was clear. It felt like swimming amongst the stars. Aww, amongst the stars? Yeah, I can't relate. I, I was lost. In a new country, I had the vague feeling that something bad was going to happen, and now I had two crawlers slowing me down. Crawlers. Wow. I was this close to ditching you guys. I I could have been miles away already, but before I could make that decision, this woman appeared behind us. Literally, out of nowhere. I I didn't hear a thing, didn't sense anything. She was just there. Hello. I turned around, gun in hand, and aimed for her forehead. She didn't flinch. Not one bit. Like, like this was perfectly normal. She was slightly shorter than me, 
silky dark hair and a French braid, brown eyes like I'd never seen before. Like I, I, I don't know how to describe them. It was like sand under the sun. I mean, there was already something intriguing about her, but when she smiled, it, it just made sense. Like, the curve of her lips had been carefully designed to unveil her cheekbone and spark something in her eyes. Like, it was subtle alchemy. It was like, like tilting your head in front of a painting and suddenly is revealed the genius of an artist. Anyway. And she was dressed casual with an oversized jacket. But there was something about her that froze me in place. I, I think it was just the first time that I had felt the presence of the other mind. It was like, um, like a single vibration rippling through my body, spelling the word danger. It was pure atavistic fear, and it was petrifying. Are you Talia? Uh, no. Sorry, but if you're looking for someone we can help, is Talia a friend? I'm sure she will be. My name is Samar, and I'm parked in the middle of the road, so we have to go now if you want to join Marcus for dinner. Marcus? She looked at me right in the eyes, and I... Uh, is this your friend? I, I lowered my gun, feeling stupid. Yes. Um, Wonderful. Shall we? What about the others? Th the boat? Compromise. It's the reason the bath isn't there to collect you, and the reason we have to go now. Wait, what's gonna happen to them? They'll be apprehended, and most of them will be sent back to the Americas. What? We left the beach and reached an asphalt road where, as promised, a car was waiting for us. If we didn't pay attention, we could have walked right past it without noticing. There was no street light, and the moon was barely crescent in the sky. Wait, it's, it's a death sentence. It is. That's why you should get in the car. We can't abandon them. And then we heard a noise high above. The ominous whistle of something diving through the air. And three dark silhouettes slashed through the midnight sky. They immediately started circling the boat and we heard their distant voices echo through the silence. They spoke only two sentences, each word at the exact same time, bound by the same will. A spell. And three gigantic ice claws rose from the sea to pin the boat in place. It would not go any further. The ice had pierced through steel and plating, but nobody had been harmed, and that meant caution and finesse. It meant mastery of a skill we had barely started flirting with. And it all happened in less than five seconds. Meaning they could have annihilated everyone on board even quicker if they wanted to. FYI, those are just the first responders. And she got in the driver's seat. Everything was said. She's a killer. So are you. No. I can kill. Where is that coming from? The way she walks. You never explained what you meant by that. She moved exactly like the giant from Toshima. Every inch of her body under control, no movement without intent. Well, you can sit with Elio, and if anything goes wrong, you'll have his shield. I looked back at Samar and realized... She was staring at us, a hand on the wheel. Shinji glanced at me and I gave him a nod. Whatever this woman was capable of, I knew I could take it. He looked back at you and shared the nod. Thank you. Come on! And we got in the car. Me in the passenger seat, the boys behind. Thank God we're not in a hurry. 
Sorry, we were... Buckle up. She turned the key in and started driving. Lights off till we reached the highway. So, where are we going? And I'll never forget the way she just casually said, Oh, the circus has set up right outside of Bristol, about half an hour drive from here. And there was a huge silence, and I assume we all made a face, because then she turned to Talia and asked, You know, right? About the circus. Marcus is a ringmaster, and he's very excited to meet you. He hasn't had a new act in years. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Desperado. We really hope you like it. And thank you to Kautar Morshegi for voicing Samar this episode. Some of us have had to move during this pandemic and we don't necessarily have access to the the, the equipment we usually work with. So bear with us if the sound quality is not always the best. Still, I hope you like the story and I hope you'll tune in next week.